Boehm, hello and welcome to the Executive Protection Lifestyle Podcast. This is the number one podcast in the executive protection game, and this is the largest free real world library of executive protection content in existence. So sit back, relax, dig in and enjoy the show. While we honor the slogan that executive protection is more than just a job, ladies and gentlemen, it really is a lifestyle. Boom, boom, what's up you guys? So check it out, we're hanging out. This is super cool, cause I got Byron here. Ebony, yeah, Ebony and Ivory, the thing's happening. I don't know what you guys are gonna do. So we're hanging, slanging, gang banging, we're at my house. Uh, we just did a thing, which I think was super cool, which is gonna be super cool. Which is, I got my first protection dog. Yes, you did. From this guy, which is awesome because um, he's helped me out in the past with some clients that have needed dogs, needed protection dogs. Um, what I love about your brand is that your dogs, you can teach dogs to do all the things, but when I have a client or an individual that wants to bring a protection dog into his family, you guys have the best process I've ever seen for it. But also, I have a track record personally of people who have bought your dogs, integrated with their families, and they're enjoying that, you know, and it's a family-friendly option for a higher level of protection. Right. Um, and so, what we're doing right now, and I'll let Byron tell you about kind of his background and all that stuff in a minute here, but what we're doing right now is we're literally in the middle of that integration process yep. for the dog that goes by the name of Kono. Yeah, so, here we go. So yeah, man, tell them a little bit about you and what you do and we'll get into what we're doing here. All right, guys, well, I mean, the dog world kind of fell on me accidentally. Um, I was doing dogs as a hobby, doing sport work, um, doing service dogs for Rescue 22. Uh, I, I started my own business in my backyard that then evolved into literally the largest indoor canine training facility on the Eastern Seaboard. Uh, no 12, big deal. No big deal. No, 12,500 square foot training facility. It's all right. Uh, attached gun shop, um, classrooms, the whole nine yards. And it just kind of evolved into this massive process. And then I started training police dogs, fixing police dog problems. Um, and it just went from there. Um, That's a big statement, fixing police dog problems. Yeah. Can we unpack that a little bit? Absolutely. Getting so, into my, my psychology background. Can we unpack that a little absolutely. bit? Absolutely. Yeah. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so with, with that, you know, I was never a military dog handler. I was never a law enforcement dog handler. But that was never, that never did should deter somebody from learning from someone else. You know, some of the greats were never military or law enforcement. Jerry Bradshaw, the author of Controlled Aggression. Ben Lipinski, who's an amazing trainer and who is Jerry Bradshaw's right-hand man for many years. Jared Wolf. These are all dog handlers, trainers uh, that have helped fix problems that have never been in service of any kind. Um, and I learned from these individuals. Some of these guys were my mentors. Some of these guys I went through training courses with. And, um, you know, the stuff that happens in the sport world and dogs in general are pretty um, routine to some extent. Um, military dog handlers and military and law enforcement dog handlers go to a training course uh, ranging from anywhere from three months to six weeks. And they learn dog handling skills with a very basic understanding and knowledge of dog training. That does not give them the training or ability to know how to 
uh, build a dog from a puppy that doesn't give them the ability to fix problems that they un inadvertently produce themselves. Wow. So uh, accidentally, which is ironically the same thing that happens in the pet world. I'll give you an example. Oh, it's the same thing that happens in the gun world. Yeah, you know, you know like exactly. you start getting all these like training scars and like you learn from a dude who was hot in the eighties. You know, you have all these bad habits. You got to keep upgrading. But anyways, yeah, you have to you have to constantly be upgrading your your processes and your programs yeah. so that you understand what's working, what's not, what, and also knowing where to implement those because one thing may be good for this process, but it may not be good for the other. And if you utilize it incorrectly, yeah. it creates a problem in another area. Yeah. Um, and that's really with a lot of things in, in general. But so an example, you know, oh, we have an understanding of like, we try to console our animals through touch and feel, oh, mm -hmm. and like we do with our kids. Yep. Well, with the dogs, they don't understand consolement. So we start trying to hush our dogs, touch our dogs in the process of a dog acting like a jerk off. Yeah. And now we're rewarding that bad behavior. Yeah, yeah. Fluffy, no, come here, Fluffy. And Fluffy's teabagging somebody. Yeah, yeah you're like, hey, no, no, stop, <laughs> quiet, yeah, yeah, it's okay, yeah. it's okay. Like, and yeah. it's like, yeah, I should do it more. Yeah, I'm gonna get more of this. Yeah. Right, and like, it's like, I'm doing the right thing. So, yeah. you know, that's just a very simplistic um, analogy. That's not necessarily, there's a lot of things that cops do, and I'll leave that, you know, yeah. kind of at bay, but there's problems with, you know, searching techniques yeah. for when it comes to odor, um, protection work, understanding equipment shedding. Actually, we've done some reviews yeah. where, you know, uh, in reference to that, where the officer didn't have all the tools in his kit bag to utilize, yeah. um, or he was new, yeah. so he, he was probably under a lot of pressure. And as a point of fact, as a point of, just a point of fact, we all know that we have uh, law enforcement officers out there that we expect to be like scalpels with a chainsaw when the time comes, but at the same time, um, the investment in their training right. and assets and resources isn't there in many departments right now. That's why we're seeing such an exodus of great manpower from law enforcement agencies. So, uh, as you guys know, we're both professional protectors and our law enforcement, you know, the law enforcement component of this, these are our brothers. We work in conjunction. We love law enforcement, but I also, and I think you guys will appreciate this. Part of what we're saying here is that we need to support our law enforcement agencies, right. not just by being like, hey, I appreciate what you do. That's super awesome. But also we need to get them funding for all the training that they need, Correct. the tools they freaking need, the support that goes behind the, the, the fighter, even the psychological aspects of what it takes right. to do the job and be bathed in the dregs of society every freaking day. You know what I mean? So like... Right. This isn't a dig on those guys and gals, but this is part of the reality. It's a dig on the leadership. It's a dig on the leadership that doesn't support those guys. Like what's happening in New York right now, uh, you guys insane. know what I'm talking about. It is unfathomable. It's impossible, but it's happening. So Right. And and that and that being said, that's why BTS Canine, which is our company, Be the Solution Canine. Be the Solution. Be the Solution. Hype man, what's is, that? Is <laughs> <laughs> behind me. So we want to be the solution for those departments. So on Tuesdays and Thursdays, we call it, you know, tactical Tuesday or tactical Thursdays. Um, and we basically help law enforcement officers add skills to their, their kit box, bag, yeah. to their toolbox at no cost to the, that officer. Free is the key. Free yep. is the key. And, and that's, that's going to help them. I don't think it's going to fix the problems, right. but it definitely could put something in their kit bag that could save their lives or their partner's lives or their dog's life. Yeah. Um, and it also gives them an opportunity to work with professional decoys and different scenarios that they would otherwise not see because departments, 
they don't send these, they just put a dope in a bite suit, which the most experienced person should be the one in the bite suit, mm. not some cherry rookie that yeah. they think is funny to get bit yeah. and he's just sitting there getting mauled, which is not a good development for the dog because a good dog doesn't understand kind of sort of maybes and in-betweens. Yeah. They think every scenario is, is real, scenario. is the yeah. scenario. So we have to present that to them in the most advantageous way possible for them yeah. to learn and grow from it as well. Yeah. Um, That's super awesome, man. And, and that just speaks about how much support you guys are offering to those guys and gals. And the thing is, you know, I, I've seen it and that's for the 10%, you know, that's for, you know, the 10 out of a hundred as Pericles yeah. would say, yeah. they do all the fighting and we are lucky to have them. Right. So that's super awesome, man. But real quick too. Um, so before I even get into the question of like, how did you create such a name for yourself in the dog industry? Tell them a little bit about your background, just because, you know, they're going to be like, oh, this guy, you know, you know, it's shot show mentality. You guys have shot show mentality. What's your background? You know what so I mean? I so would, why do we listen? Why am I hanging out with this Byron and like, we, <laughs> we haven't fought to the death because we have the same name. And if you have the name Byron, you have to be legit. They can only be one. I mean, so why are we allowing and... two to exist right now? You know, so where, what's your lane? Where'd you come from? So, what have you done? Uh, Pretty much lived most of my life in Florida, joined the Army in the early 2000s, went uh, into Ranger Battalion. Mm -hmm. So I was in 3rd Ranger Battalion, uh, worked there, uh, then left the uh, the Ranger Battalion, went on to the uh, post-free fall team, uh, then became a, an instructor for the pre-course for the uh, Special Forces Combat Dive School, taught there, decided to get out, and the Army's version of the Navy SEALs, except something that we'll never do, ever. <laughs> um, but uh, we uh, ended up going into uh, defense contracting. Um, and of course, if any of you guys follow me in my podcast, um, I ended up getting a divorce, had to leave that, uh, went on to becoming a commercial underwater welder, and then just kind of evolved. My life just kind of evolved, dealt with some... Um, things that all veterans deal with, with like mental advocacy stuff. And mm -hmm. then I was dealing with some homelessness stuff and then literally brought myself out of the trenches uh, by building this business. I literally uh, finished college um, in that process and ended up deciding that, you know, the corporate world and the medical world that I was going into wasn't really what I wanted to be doing. I wanted to do something more for my community. Mm -hmm. um, and I wanted more fulfillment. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, after having been both military, deployed with the military and in the defense world, I, I think it was totaling, uh, well, I don't think, it was 14, I got 14 deployments total yeah. uh, between the Army and defense contracting. And... I just, that wasn't the life for me anymore. Yeah. Um, got into protection services and doing EP, simultaneously working with dogs, and then started seeing the need mm -hmm. in the executive protection world for these dogs to be implemented because there's a huge misconception that they're law enforcement canines, family protection dogs, and military canines, there's a difference. There's a little bit of a difference, but mostly it's how the dog is trained and creating a neutral dog. Can a family- Which is the same, which is the same? Yeah. Different mission sets, right? So I can take a military guy, 
And he's got, I've got to, I've got to, like when I came into the executive protection industry, I had to transition from being a warlord to being a guardian. And it's like a different yeah. mission set. Wait, we're not like crushing everything and trying to kill everyone. And if someone <laughs> looks at us wrong, death blossom around the vehicle. We're not doing that. <laughs> right? yeah, so no. I'm kidding, kidding, kidding. Anyway, so like, we're not, okay. So now it's, yeah, like clients like, hey, can you grab me a cup of coffee? And I'm like, well, if they're in a secure location and I have a guy on the door, it's better than them getting a cup of coffee. So yes, I would love to facilitate your coffee getting. Like it's a completely different mission. So the dogs, the different mission sets right. have to do with the training. So there's, you can get away with a lot more, which is why everyone's like, oh God, you know, Navy SEAL dog, Army Ranger dog, yeah. Special Forces dog. There's the same, but they allow their dogs to be a little more edgy mm -hmm. because the sociability factor is a non-factor. Yeah, it's zero. But a police dog, needs to have a sociability factor. Yeah. And, and a lot of departments don't want that. They want that military mindset, but it doesn't detract from the dog's ability to do his job. Yeah. Again, it falls back on training and the ability to create a dog that's neutral in an environment. Mm -hmm. And so the family protector, the, the guardian, the, the four-legged guardian that, that you have yeah. is just, it's, a, it's neutral in all environments and it's command-driven. Mm -hmm. It's... Uh, you know, he's not going to engage unless otherwise clicked off safe. Clicked off safe and you, you send you send that round. Or if he sees a scenario, will he begin to he can spin up a dog it? can start to view body language and behavior. They are trained in that. Um, and, and they'll key. So they'll start to like position themselves and start to move. Like we were. And, and you're sitting there doing your thing. You're yeah. like, whatever. And then all of a sudden you're like, you start feeling your dog move. Mm -hmm. And you're like, what? Oh, there's a dude over here with a hoodie. Yeah. Trying, all to, trying to look. Oh, while I'm pumping some gas. While I'm pumping some yeah. gas at yeah. 2 a.m. in the morning. And it's like, hey, homie, you know, stop. Or, hey, I'm going to, you know, pop the back door if my dog's in the back seat. Because yeah. I noticed the situation. And now I'm no longer the the soft target i'm now a fafo you yeah know, f around to find, find out. out target you know what i'm saying what's you up? know and these types of things are definitely and, and you can definitely tell with yeah. a family protector that has the level of obedience that your dog has it, it's it's one of those things where they, they know they're, no. they're not they're not stupid i mean i've had real world scenarios both with myself my wife uh, where I've had to turn my dog on and they're very it's very clear that this dog is a highly trained asset mm -hmm. that, that will Nuke me if I make the wrong move, right? It's not a pet. It's not yeah, yeah. It, There's it's, a difference. It, there's it, there's levels right and so the biggest thing I would say on this turnover is the family when we do it and the process is hey Byron with this Byron I want a family protector and what, how does that work? That you, you we do a, a video Zoom, we talk about your lifestyle, then we talk about the paint job of the shiny car that you want, the dog. So you're like, I want a black and tan, yeah. I want a black mask, I want a Brenda. Which I, I would have got a black one if this wasn't such a like awesome dog. Yeah, Kono is the- Savage. Sa yeah. And um, you know, and, and with that being stated, you know, we, we then go through that whole process with you. Then a 50% deposit is then made on that dog, and then we go on the hunt. We yeah. specifically find your dog, and we already have dogs that are selected and are, are 
pipeline and we find the best fit, if we can't find one that's in our pipeline, we will go out and get that dog for you. Then the dog comes into my possession and your dog is going to actually be physically trained for a minimum of 90 days, if not up to uh, six months. And we're going to get that dog. Then once that dog is completed, the remainder of your, your payment is made. Then we come to your home, which is where we're at right now. And it's a nondescript location. Yeah, <laughs> quite literally. Uh, and then for five days, we're going to integrate this dog in every single like facet of your hat, like your life, whether it's like Scenarios, right now, he, yeah. Kono is with your wife at the gym. Yep, exactly. Um, you know, the kids, the, the nannies, the other people that are going to be in the household. And then we're going to go through all these different scenarios with the animal, with you, making sure that you're comfortable with that dog. Yeah. And then after this is done, we don't disappear out of your life. We then, every 30 days, we're going to do a Zoom. We're going to talk with you. We're going to make sure everything's good. And then we're going to also schedule um, touch-up training that's done, you know, every six months, depending on what's needed. Uh, and depends on you and how much you're working with your dog. Yeah, I love it, man. I love it. Let's talk a little bit about, we'll get into the 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 ABCs and one, two, threes of what we're doing during this changeover, which I think is awesome because it's like, you're not doing this alone. Um, it's literally like they're handing you the keys to a freaking Ferrari and you gotta you know learn how to run it. Right. But also, let's talk about executive protection dogs, um, the need that you're seeing in the industry, the role that a canine can play on a detail because that's something else we're gonna be pushing deep into because I'm gonna be working with my dog, I'm getting dogs from a man here, we're gonna be working together under the BRG banner doing yep. a lot of these things this year. So. You know, Florida market, Texas market, yep. Cali market, operations around the world. This is what we're going to be doing. So this is how you can get like us or work with us. But let's talk about the executive protection presentation when it comes to canines. It's it's very similar because with an executive protector uh, protection dog, you're looking at like, hey, your client doesn't necessarily want that family protection dog. Or they yeah. want a family protection dog, but want one of your agents to operate it. Yeah. So that's where I would come in and start obviously training. And there's little differences in facets that we would have to yeah. establish. Yeah. And I mean, just real quick, not to interject. So I've worked for years on some of my big accounts with a protection dog with mm -hmm. us, right? And some of you guys know what I'm talking about. OMA, church protection, school protection, residential protection. I've seen awesome applications for this. Yep. You know, when uh, people are looking at the security posture, they might see me. I've been in situations where I'm fully, <coughs> fully kitted, plate carrier, oh, yeah. sidearm, Byron, tattoos, all of it. And dudes are still looking at me like, they're still flexing on you. Yeah, and they're like, you ain't gonna shoot me. Like, you might tase me. You're like, they, they're still trying you. And then when my dog guy walks up, they're like, nah, bruh. Nah, right. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not messing. There's something it's primal a, about a dog yeah, just eating man. your face. It's another level of deterrence for all you guys out there uh, protecting facilities, residences, 
Church's schools, like this is a massive asset. You know, like when you know how to work a dog on a property, massive asset. Huge, and and they're they're more in tune. You know, I heard a story both from uh, Eddie Gallagher yeah. and John Devine. Actually, I think they're the same story, but where the dog, they were on a patrol, mm-hmm. uh, you know, military working dog, yeah. and the dog keyed in on this area, these bushes, and they sent the dog, and there were two dudes with a clacker waiting for these guys to hit this kill zone and they were gonna ambush this SEAL team and yeah. they didn't mm-hmm. because the dog was able to get to the dudes and, yeah, and, and get them. And, and that's the same people. idea with these uh, EP dogs is that when yeah. you're doing a perimeter search, there's someone hiding in the bush, you may not be able to see that, but the yeah. dog will see yeah. and hear it. So, and, it, and, and, and in terms of the escalation of force and the force continuum, you have a massive, huge asset that's going to be... Complies almost instantaneous when you see the dog. 100%. Like, hey, come out with your hands up or I'm going to send the dog. And usually, yeah. I, I've, it's very, very rare. If somebody is trying your dog, they're under the influence of some kind of narcotic. Yeah. And, and, and it's better than drawing down on somebody. Right. And implementing <coughs> implementing that firearm, you know, because it's just it is less than lethal. Less than lethal. It is, and so, you know, when we when we implement these dogs into the EP world, you're you're looking at usually a single purpose dog that's going to be utilized for obviously apprehension, and making that circle of that buffer zone between you and the client larger, right? Yeah. That's number one. And then number two, when you get into the dual purpose realm, especially, and that's more higher threats, you now have the dual purpose side, which is explosives. Uh, as many of you know, yep. Odin and I just finished to detail that there was, there was explosive threats. So we were called in and we were doing venue sweeps and we were doing vehicle sweeps. Yep. We were uh, basically doing crowd searches and sweeps, which um, resulted in uh, what appeared to be a potential perimeter um, probe yeah. uh, on an unsuspecting woman that didn't know that something was dropped in her purse, but Odin was able to pick up on that, on that, on that, um, on that threat, on that threat, or, potential or threat, risk, yeah, potential that risk. Um, so you know, whoever, if there was somebody that was observing, there was a potential of that having the the idea, or that was having the potential of them going, oh wow, that is a trained. Explosives dog, this is probably not the venue or the space Time for me, place, the place yeah. for me to execute on this, whatever, the, if, if that's what it was. But um, right. any other, we, um, we take these dogs and we train them to your team, yourself. And honestly, there's, there's everyone's like, what's the difference? Mm-hmm. The difference is, is the dog is being trained specifically for scenarios that are based on executive protection, whereas a family protector is going to be trained on family protection mm. plus those scenarios. Yeah, the extra, those scenarios relative to that. Yeah, man, I love it, dude. And it just gives you such an effective and viable additional tool, you know? And, and also one of the biggest things for me is, if I'm out on the road, men, when you're out on the road, obviously my house, you know, has ma- ridiculous amount of security protocols associated with it. We got sharks with lasers attached from Austin Powers movie all around the house. Right. You know, we got all those things. But there's just a lot to be said for the fact that now my wife has a dog that's literally her bodyguard with her 24-7. It's, and the biggest thing with a dog is creating distance. As we already yeah. know in the EP world, yeah. the, our biggest threat is yep. congested areas yeah. dogs 
oh, make that that buffer organically, like, just natural, right? right? I mean, I'll never forget. There was uh, we were we were doing a turnover during some riots, and literally, our dogs as we went through this whole area with just clearing like the Red Sea, our yeah. dogs, nobody wanted to mess with the dogs. Right. Um, and we were able just to walk through. So, and, and that was like one of the biggest things is like having that ability to create distance between you and potential threats yeah. naturally. Um, and then from there, obviously the scenario makes now, you know, with an executive protection dog, the dog is going to go into a little bit further training. Like for instance, uh, an example, a family protector is not going to do sendaways. Your area is like 10 to 12 feet. Mm -hmm. My dog is going to go only go that far, and that's what we teach in family protection. Whereas an executive protection dog, you may have a threat that's... You may have to have him sweep part of the property. A property, mm -hmm. or you have him go... And I, they're always on leash. Yeah. Uh, dogs are always on leash when they're doing something, except for like, hey, I got a guy running across the property, mm -hmm coming towards the shack or running towards the house and I got my dog and I'm like, oh, send. hey, <laughs> you know, attack word. And I send that bullet to go yeah. take out the guy that's running across because my yeah. dog's gonna get to him before faster than yeah. I can get to him and before he gets to the house. Right. At which point now you're able to go to, get to your dog, get to the assailant, your partner's able to get on the horn, call police, and and in your in and now your scenario is neutralized, and that is the difference, ladies and gentlemen, between really a family protector and that you're not really going to have that. Now, can your family protector do that? Yes, but the the justification for training that has to be because at the end of the day, it's like a gun. Like if someone comes up to me and they're and they're trying to hassle me, and they like, hey, leave me alone, my dog's going to bite you. Um, your dog's not going to do shit. Mm. And the guy finally turns his back and you, your ego gets a hit. It's like, my dog's not going to do shit. Watch this. Yeah. And you send a dog and the guy's turned his back on you. You've essentially just shot somebody in their back. Right. And now you've got a lawsuit where it's always frontal. Right. So you don't want to do that. Right. You know? And so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's rules of engagement. It's all that stuff, you know, making sure that you're clear with, the implementation of that tool, um, but it's such an asset. What would you say about this transition, the integration period for people listening? You know, like these dogs are gonna be around our clients, their families, they're gonna be around our personal families. And the thing I was gonna say earlier is just that the reality that like you can be the coolest, biggest, baddest dude in the whole entire game, but when you leave the house, like what have you done to really protect your family? And that's one of the biggest things for me is like, okay, cool, people know who we are, when I leave my house, it needs to be the most impregnable place in the world because that's my first enterprise. That's my right. personal kingdom, right? Right. Um, so if you're a dude and you're doing dangerous work or you're traveling a lot, you know, like having a protection dog is one way you can protect your family on a level that, you know, I hear a lot of people be like, oh, well, we have cameras. I'm like, dude, cameras are for forensics. Unless you're using the cameras from my personal partners, which you guys are going to see more about that later. They're a little bit smarter. But like... Even so, the camera can't reach out and defend the people that you love with all your heart, 
right? Uh, a dog, on the other hand, can definitely uh, will get, do will do that and get into your enemy's OODA loop, both visually uh, with regards to sound and then physically, ultimately, if the time comes. Right. And that's super valuable if you love your family and you're leaving home a lot, whether it's corporate or it's protection work. The biggest but, piece, I would say, when regards to that is one, the the wife, the mother, the nanny, they have to be strong. Yeah. They, they like, women get very, very, you know, uh, apprehensive because yeah. they're not sure they can handle that. Right. The, and, and your wife has leaps and bounds. Like, she's a very confident woman. She's a savage. So she doesn't have an issue right. with the, having command. Yeah. And, you know, this is how it is. This is, and she takes instruction very well. She's a great student. Mm -hmm. You know, that is the biggest piece is making sure. And, and, and literally dogs are what I like to call the great equalizer. Yeah. You know, women naturally are soft targets. Yeah. But when you have a dog such as Kano with your wife, and your kids, she's no longer a soft target. Right. You know, you, they're even more of a soft target when you see a woman that's got her hands full with two children. Oh my gosh, and trying to put kids in the car. Right, that's so key is making sure the dog has amazing impulse control, mm -hmm. so the dog is not just like, I wanna go everywhere, yeah. ripping her all over the place. So that's gonna be a sign for me as an assailant going, oh man, this dog's not very well trained. So yeah. impulse control, number one. Number two, uh, obedience is number two. Of, of up, my, up I like number one. Yeah. Like I can down my dog, and I'll give you an example. Traveling here, I'm one dude. I'm carrying a collapsible kennel. I've got a big duffel bag with my bite suit and hidden sleeves in it. I've got my um, pelican case suitcase. So I got three things I'm having to carry and a dog. Yeah. I was able to down my dog, carry everything onto the bus to get to the rental car place. He was saying, people are like, oh my god, this dog's just sitting there. Had to yell at like one or two people like, don't touch my dog, which nobody <laughs> should be touching your dog ever. And, and, um, and then um, I brought the dog onto the bus and they're like, wow, that's such an obedient, that is so cool. Mm -hmm. Well, that's how it should be with all animals. And if you're a service animal, can't do that, it shouldn't even be in the airport. Right. Like, I'll, they'll be like, okay, sir, we're gonna put you through, you have to go through the, um, Metal detectors, metal detectors and stuff like that. So I'll down my dog and then I'll come through. It doesn't beep. You know, they pat me down. Dog is still staying and long staying at the other end. And then yeah. the, I bring the dog through and then they have to pat down my dog. Yeah. I still put my dog in muzzle. They're like, yeah. oh, why, why does he have to wear a muzzle? Well, that's because he's a dog. He's a dog. <laughs> and not every day. It's unrealistic to go, my dog is going to like every person that comes in contact. Right. So I don't want to sit there and do this whole integration of like, like the TSA Random guy. person that can't Right, so I'm just gonna protect yet. my dog, I'm gonna protect you, mm -hmm. everyone's happy, do yeah. your job, yeah. get it done, and then as soon as I'm out of the the, the, the congested area, I remove the muzzle. Yeah. Um, so integration process. Integration process, what can people expect when they buy a dog from you? How do you guys do it, why do you do it that way? So, the it it's it's immersion yeah uh essentially so you we, know we like immersion yeah come train with us at epspecialist.com get that immersion course if you want to take your career to the next level let's get you making six figures in the private security industry we've done it hundreds of times anyways the executive protection immersion course is a new approach to training agents on how to operate at the highest levels in the executive protection industry. It's one thing to learn from PowerPoint and to have conversations, but the very premise of this course is to give agents the experience they need to be effective in the field. You'll get access to our online learning platform, 
and then you'll show up for class and we will dive straight out into the field for on-the-job training. This is a six-day immersive experience designed to give you the confidence you need to operate at the highest levels in the executive protection industry. You will execute a training battery of multiple executive protection operations under the supervision of some of the best in the industry. This is the course that bridges the gap from the residents to the movement team. This is the course that will give people who do not have the operational experience what they need to be effective in the field. This is the course for veterans in the game to come and see how other elite professionals are executing on executive protection operations. So this is a soft skill centric course, right? This is understanding your operations, how to pull things off. These guys are gonna get feedback from a client after working a client. That's invaluable. A lot of guys go their whole careers without getting feedback from a client, just get fired, right? You're gonna have multiple exposures with clients and you're gonna get in-field critiques. You're gonna be out running details with myself and with the other instructors. When you're done with this course, you won't just have the knowledge, but you'll have the experience to be one of the industry's elite executive protection professionals. This course will give your employers the confidence that you know what you're doing, but most of all, it'll give you the confidence to know how to execute on executive protection operations at the highest levels. This course is part of the golden standard of executive protection training in our industry. It's the first of its kind, and it is absolutely changing the game. Hey uh, that, that like Chevelle or whatever it was that you guys posted just passed. I got it, I got it. You're near the edge. Yeah, I got it. More audibles, man. So, tomorrow you're gonna have two vehicles, okay? But you're still gonna rotate through every position. Do you want me to fall in behind him or stay on our guy? Uh, you can continue to stay on our, our possible threat. Come and join us at the League of Executive Protection Specialists. This is more than just a training course. This is experience. And the best of us know that executive protection is more than just a job. It truly is a lifestyle. Guys, so, you know, what what does an integration look like? And obviously it's immersion. So, you know, as, as you guys know, immersion very, very well. Yeah. And we so with that immersion, I'm going to come into your home for five days, um, whether I'm in a hotel, whether your house is able for me to accommodate uh, me to physically stay. So now I'm able to, and about usually on during the five-day process, the first uh, Monday and Tuesday, um, are I take the dog back with me. We get that dog integrated in the home. You guys don't have to worry about him at night. Wednesday night uh, is the dog's first night at home. So, and the objective is to like, we want to get as many of those problems worked out while yeah. we're there. Are we going to we'll get, get all, all of them? No. No. All the equations you're going to be dealing with, with the dog by yourself, we want to address as many of those while the pro handlers are on. Right, and, and a lot, some of that training is just us sitting around, we're talking, we're mingling, we're getting to know you as a family, and we're allowing things to naturally, organically happen. Like, you know, mom, like birth, perfect example. Hey, I've got the kids, i got a little baby running around. Should I, what do I need to do? I can't handle all this right now. What is my, what do I need to do? Well, mom, all right, hold the baby in your arm. Tell your dog to go to the kennel. Oh, okay, that's a good idea. So we put the dog in the kennel. She goes, kennel, boom, dog goes in the kennel, close the kennel. All right, now you have one last thing you need to worry about. Go about what you're doing. Yeah. Now, I mean, now you just gotta kind of like work the whole like keeping the little Vienna sausages out of the kennel. Right. Um, 
Is it a problem? No, but it's always to be safe. Right. Sorry. Well, the dog must be trained. Well, yeah, the dog is trained, but we don't ever want to put the dog in an unfair situation. And the only way the dog has to communicate is to nip, snap, or bark and scare anyone. It's a dog. It's still a dog. Right. Just because the dog is a very, very highly trained, expensive yeah. dog does not mean the dog will not, right. with zero accountability, yeah. is it going to communicate? And if you're unable to watch your dog's behavior, he could be indicating all these irritations. If you're and, not tracking And all you're that. not tracking all that. And then an unfortunate circumstance happens. Right. And then the dog gets blamed. Yeah. And that's not fair to the dog. Right. The Has dog any, was giving all of the indicators. Yeah. The child's too young to understand it. And you as the handler were doing something else. Right. So there's a level of responsibility, obviously, that comes with having any pet in your home, um, even the ones that you consider pets, right? Um, all the way up into the ones that are the professional working dog. Absolutely. So that's what he's wanting to really illuminate here, right? Um, but... It has nothing to do with yeah. the protection versus unprotected. Yeah, it has anything to do, it has you everything to do with animal, your pet animals in general. You have an animal at your house, <laughs> you know. And, and we, but, but this is one of the massive benefits is you have someone in your home looking at your environment, looking at your situation, right. and pointing out, hey, these are your risk factors here. This is how you mitigate those. Um, also, until the dog really integrates and understands. Like, and it's a 90-day period. It yes, takes, yeah. I don't know what it is about the 9-0, yeah. but in that process, every month, you're going to be like, man, this relationship's amazing. And then yeah. you'll see it. Like, you and your boy are going to be out and about, and you'll hit 90 days, and you're like, you look at him, he's like, man, he's just done with today. It's yeah. time for me to go put him yeah. up. You'll be like, hey, cover down on me while I go kennel the dog. Yeah. He's done for the day. And you'll just be so in tune because you are feeling his body language. You're yeah. going to look over and be like, hey, son, don't mess with, mm. you know, Kono because he's just not having it right now. Right. Oh, okay, dad, no problem. Right. Um, or you just you just can feel your dog, you know, like someone walks up and you're like, it's oh, a he doesn't like that dude. Or, uh, hey, he noticed something. What do I need to notice? It's like a teammate. Like, yeah, exactly. And you know, you're working with a teammate and it's like yeah. I look at you and I don't need to have – a verbal you don't need conversation. To say yeah, I just we both the, just know like cool. All right, yeah, we're cool. On. Like you yeah. look like that guy over there. I got there. this half of the room. You got that half of the room. Like <laughs> right, or you see that guy. You both make eye contact. You yeah. make eye contact on the guy, and I never had a conversation. It's like okay, that dude's a threat. Right. We both made that. We had a conversation, but we didn't have a conversation. It's <laughs> that way with yeah. a dog. Yeah, and it's cool. it's super rad when you yeah. have a highly trained dog that's able to vibe off mm -hmm. of that and be able to see those types of relationships build. Yeah. And as it builds, um, it, it becomes much, and that's, and that's the difference between a pet and a highly trained dog because the dog has the ability to process these things because it's gone through so much training over two and three years that the dog is able to actually now problem solve. That's the difference yeah. between a smart dog and a dumb dog. Yeah, The ones that can problem solve and the ones that just go. Yeah, feed me, pet me. Right. Just feed me a pet. Right. And, then, and we know how well welfare worked out for this country. So <laughs> when we have dogs that have toys all over the place and food that it can free feed, yeah. it's now a welfare dog and it doesn't have to work for anything. And where in the wilderness does a dog have free things? It yeah. doesn't. Yeah. You know, it becomes soft. It becomes a liability. Yeah. Whereas if you change, even with your own pets, yeah. if you change that dynamic, it, your relationship becomes much more rich yeah. and fulfilled because the dog is actually working for its 
sustenance yeah. for its affection and, and love. Even with your own kids, dare I say it, dare I say it. Anyway, this isn't about parenting. But it, but kind it is of very about similar. Parenting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Having a, a Parenting a dog. dog, yeah, yeah. It's very That's similar. Hilarious. So, no, what I love about it, man, what I've loved about the integration process is it just gives us a warm and fuzzy to see how the dog's actually going to integrate, um, how to run the dog, getting the handles on the dog. I think that's been super cool, man. And having help with that, you know, because like I said, it's like they're dropping off like a fighter jet at your house and you're like in the cockpit and you're like, all right, like how do I do this? But they're amazing at simplifying that process, helping you come up with the processes and protocols and schedule for your home and how it's gonna work. And then understanding all the capabilities. I mean, we feel this feeling when we get a new iPhone these days. We're like, what can this thing freaking do? You know, and it's super cool to have someone walk with you through all that and then and this is a huge thing i do with my school which i love that you do this too they stay with you through the whole process the maturation process the, your your life with that dog as you have that you always have them as an asset with monthly check-ins on zoom and yeah i mean literally it's never anymore. it's ne we're not going to ever ghost you we're not going to not answer your phone calls right um that's what really defines us and makes us different than a lot of our competitors is that we're not going to discard you or your problem. Right. Uh, even if there is a problem that was your fault, um, we will find a tactful way to help you with it. Help man. you with that yeah. problem and make sure that that problem doesn't happen again and educate you further. Yeah. Even if that means coming back out to your house, doing further follow-on wow. training and whatnot. Um, there is, you know, and there is there's a learning curve to this, you know, especially when it comes down to the bite work side of things. Yeah. Um, and processes change because everybody, we all have a family protection plan, hopefully. Um, and we- Civilian Protector Project, get Civilian Protector Project. And yeah. Boom, Civilian Protector Project is here. Active Civilian Protector courses are here. Learn how to use a firearm from some of the best in the game. Learn how to uh, do a proper risk assessment. Learn how to drive defensive driving, protective driving. Learn the medical skills you could need at any moment in time. Uh, get face-to-face -face instruction from those who are doing it Monday through Friday all over the world um, in some of the worst situations. Learn how to protect your home. Learn how to set your home up. Learn how to clear your home with a firearm in the event of an emergency. Learn all these things at this upcoming active civilian protector course. We're gonna be there giving you guys the skills you need to be legitimate protectors for yourselves and your family. Let's train. Boom, boom. If you enjoyed that video, I wanna invite you to the Civilian Protector Project. Online training, live meetings online and in person, in-person training. It's for everybody. I look forward to welcoming you to our community. ProtectorNation.com, let's go. Exactly, because Protector you, Nation, let's you need go. to know how to egress your home in case of, a, of, a, of an assailant, yeah. a break-in. If you can't egress your home, uh, how do I uh, stronghold and in protect place. those things? Yeah. And now you have an added asset that's gonna be able to let, allow you to do that. Yep. Um, I will tell you, you know, I, I've seen this recently, and this is one of the things that I will warn you against because I think it's a huge detriment to people go i want my dog to do property sweeps mm -hmm. or house sweeps i think that is the biggest liability and the dumbest thing i've ever heard in my life because they're not on leash 
they're running through the house. And, and a dog that's not monitored is going to do what a dog dog's going to do. do. So if your dog <laughs> is, is like doing a property sweep and that person is telling you, oh, I'm going to go mm -hmm. do this. Yeah. What if it's like Billy was trying to get Nookie yeah. and he has Sally trying to come over and she's jumped the fence and yeah. knows the, the, the weak points in the perimeter mm -hmm. and she decides or he had was hiding his girlfriend in the house. Yeah. Or the housekeeper left her purse. Or like your uncle's tickling your freaking niece or something. You know? Yeah. Like, like they're physical looking. They are being physical, but it's friendly. And he's right. like, sweet bite. Yeah, yeah that sounded horrible, yeah, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah exactly. Like, tickling. Freaking but, world we yeah, live in. <laughs> but we, we send the dog because, you know, Sally or the yeah. kid actually left the front door cracked. And now you send the dog in and now you have a live bite tragic situation that was unintended because your dog was, you know, let free to do what it was trained. What it was trained to do. Now, there are circumstances where that would be okay when obviously you know where everybody is at and it's not, you know, that situation or it's very clear there was a break in on the house. Yeah. You know, like window, glass, all that stuff. You know, those are those are appropriate situations to do that, but to blindly send a dog out on property because you don't know and you, yeah. you may not have the ability. You, he may go around the corner, yeah. and yeah, it's it's like a gun. You need to positively identify targets in ninety nine as often as possible. You should always just be piding what what's getting always new. always always always. Yeah, man. So super cool. I'm super stoked. I'm super stoked to like get more. Because you guys know my mission. You know what I exist for. I want to create protectors in the world. I want to make the world a safer place by helping good people to become more willing, capable, and prepared. Whether that's in the professional arenas or that's in the familial and personal arenas of this life. Protectors are white blood cells in the body of humanity. And having a protection dog, whether it's for your family or on the job of professional protection, uh, it's a massive, massive asset. So that's why I'm super stoked uh, to do this with Byron. And I, the other thing I was really impressed with too is dog came with all the papers everything done i can hop on equipment. a plane with him tonight if i want to yeah he has all the equipment everything so you know i can go everywhere with my dog basically do whatever i need to do with my dog as i move you know move through the world professionally and also with my family um it was a very professional changeover he's got you know i got an id card all the things man so yeah so there, there there's a big there is a big push for this mm -hmm. and for all you protectors out there in the executive protection world we can go through kind of like what that looks like how that looks uh go over like pricing yeah. uh and remember you know both for your family protection dogs and these are all business expenses and tax write offable um assets for yeah. your for your family as well as your team mm -hmm. um and and they're invaluable i mean i cannot tell you how many times my personal dog has aided me in problems that i would never otherwise been able to or been able to de-escalate yeah um and this dog has been able to create a zone of protection around whatever it is that i'm doing yeah boom there it is ladies and gentlemen so much more to come. You're gonna see me do life with Kono, who's awesome. Protection dog, titanium teeth, all the things. Thanks to Byron here, man. Dude. Boom. We're gonna take over the world and we're gonna keep making the world a safer place by helping good people to become more dangerous. So, closing marks, man, where can people find you guys? I know, so for those of you who don't know, Byron's also our BR, our Bravo Research Group Director in Florida. So when we 
are running operations in Florida. He is at the helm and we're taking over the world. Um, and so moving forward, uh, for the BTS K9 side of things, where do you want to direct everybody if they want to really start to dig into those packages? And dude, I just want to encourage you guys, if this is at all interesting to you, hop on a call with these guys, get to know him and his crew. They're some of the best in the world. Um, but also they're just awesome people to work with. Otherwise I wouldn't be joining forces with them. Um, but if this is interesting to you, hop on a call with them. Hit yeah. these guys up, find out what you can. I love can. to talk about dogs. I love to talk about all this stuff. <laughs> so right? I will talk your ear yeah, off and give you all, go. break all the down. No such thing as a dumb question. Yeah. You can go check us out at uh, btsk9.com. You can right. check us out online uh, on Instagram. Our, our phone number is on there. Our email is on there. Yeah. Reach out to us. I can, we will get you in immediately to talk about what this is uh, and, and get you educated. The biggest thing is education. Um, and, you know, especially if you're an EP guy, hey, yeah. maybe you're not in the market for a dog, but you have clients that might be. Right. You just want that education to maybe, hey, you have a client that wants to get a dog and you'll handle the dog. Yep. These are all different scenarios that we've we literally done them. Yeah. And <laughs> like, so let's, you know, get on that call. You're gonna to talk to a beautiful woman named Elena, my wife, who is the brains, heartbeat of our business, all of our businesses. And and let's uh let's let's get at it. Heck let's yeah, make bro. this world a safer place. Let's go, man. Boom! It's an honor, y'all. So much more to come. Boom! Boom! Quick shout out to our sponsor, Staccato. My first pistol sponsor. Um, I've been sponsored by a lot of companies, right, over the years. But when it comes to pistol, that's my bread and butter. Pistol is something I believe in. You know, I'm a competitive shooter. You know, we're shooting anywhere from, you know, 800 rounds a month type of thing, right? So Staccato being what I believe is one of, if not the most complete handguns you can put in your hand. Um, it's got every component that a handgun could have, should have. Uh, they're actually extremely dependable now that they've made some changes. And these things are straight up tack drivers. If you're looking for a pistol that will do as much of the work for you as a piece of hardware can, obviously you have to have the, the, the marksmanship and all the different things, but different guns perform at different levels. And I want to say that Staccato is one of by far, for sure, take it from a competitive shooter, we're shooting the highest volumes of rounds constantly right now, not used to have a background guy, but like right now, when you go shoot, you're gonna see certain brands. Staccato is one of, if not the highest performing firearm that is both CCW, duty ready, and also competitive ready. So I wanna give them a shout out if you guys are looking for a good handgun to build your skills on top of, go check out Staccato, much love and respect. Yo, if you're a private security professional wanting to take your game to the next level, go to executiveprotectiontrainingday.com to check out my personal success package for private security professionals. Check it out, executiveprotectiontrainingday.com. And remember, y'all, hard skills do save lives, but soft skills get you paid. Boom. To support this podcast, go to executiveprotectionlifestyle.com and contribute to our Patreon account. That Patreon account is what 
helps me make this podcast possible, contributing to this brand, what we're doing here, making it so that I can bring better guests on, making it so that we can plan more events and just expand the contribution to the private security industry and also to make an America a safer place. Do whatever you can, contribute whatever you can because it makes all of these things possible. Thanks for those contributions. Thank you.